Thank you for downloading this episode of the 155 Podcast, the public records interview series of all candidates in Hamilton's 2018 municipal election. For more election coverage, visit thepublicrecord.ca where you can sign up for our City Hall newsletter. Episode 73, Christine Bingham, incumbent trustee on the Hamilton-Wentworth District School Board, running for re-election in Ward 1 and 2, recorded on September 7, 2018. Christine Bingham, you're presently the Hamilton-Wentworth District School Board trustee in Wards 1 and 2. You're running for re-election in Wards 1 and 2. Welcome to the Public Records, the 155 podcast. Thank you. So firstly, tell us, who is Christine Bingham? I really pondered that question, and I came up with, I am ordinary person living an extraordinary life, just like everybody else. The ordinary is, I'm a mom and a grandmother. I love my gardening and my baking and my sewing. The extraordinary comes in in that I am a single parent of an adult child now with with autism who has just aged out of the HWDSB. I work four part-time jobs, mostly from home, so that I can stay home and take care of him. I ran the first time because I was not happy with how things were going with the special ed education department at the school board. So basically, I am just an ordinary person living extraordinary circumstances. Why are you running? Why am I running? I'm running because I feel like I haven't finished what I started. And when I began, it was all wanted special education to improve in many areas. And as I get into it, you find that the first two years, all you're doing is learning about how the system actually works. Then you get into creating projects, and by the time you get through your fourth year, you feel like you haven't finished them. So you want to continue, and you want to see them through. How have you contributed to your school community and education in Hamilton? I believe my greatest contribution is to be able to actually listen to the parents and the communities and bring it to the board table. As a parent, I have been able to bring raw reality of what is actually happening down at the grassroots level, in the classrooms, in the schools, not from just a trustee perspective, but as an actual parent, going through a regular system, going through the special ed system as well. And to be able to listen to those parents and bring that forward, I believe has been the greatest part of it. What are your priorities for improving public education in Hamilton? My greatest priority is making sure that all students have accessibility to an equal education. That's the the greatest priority, making sure that funding actually gets to the resources necessary so that there is equity throughout the whole school board. What three skills have you demonstrated that make you the best choice to represent Hamiltonians on the school board? I believe that it's honesty, integrity, and diversity. Honesty in that, again, bringing to the board the reality of what is actually happening in the grassroots area, which is the parents and the students, the communities right down at the school level. Integrity, because I believe in my morals, which are to stand up for everyone the best that I can, to stick with what I'm doing. I don't like political games and truly believe in 60,000 students in this school board need to have somebody there as a voice for them. And diversity. So with diversity, I'm a female sitting on the board. I bring an Indigenous background to the, the board as well. 
I'm a mother of a special needs child, and it just makes me very proud to be able to say that that I do stand for these qualities before I stand for other ones. Since 1997, many have reasonably argued that school board trustees merely exist to provide someone for local parents to blame for provincial decisions. Do you agree or disagree with this? Why or why not? Why or why not? I disagree with it. I believe that we are here for a reason. And in the beginning of July this year, I actually went to a national trustee conference. And during that conference, we have what's called, there's a cross-country check-in. And each of the provinces will talk about what it's like in their boards, depending on what government is in. And it was an eye-opener. And what I found was the East Coast no longer have school boards and trustees, most of those provinces, and therefore parent voice, community voice is lost. Going out west, you have some governments who are considering it. You have some extremely tight governments, funding cuts, and it really opened my eyes to the need for trustees as a voice for the community, because you could lose so much by not being able to have that community voice. What two changes do you wish to achieve in your four-year term on the board? First, I'd like to see a difference in the special education, obviously, and how we can better the whole system for everyone. And the second would be to make sure that the Indigenous education is front and center for everyone to be a part of as well, the diversity of everything we do. It's 2022. The public record is writing an assessment of your performance in the past four years. What three words would you hope describe your term on the board? Honesty, integrity, and diversity. I'm not changing. Politics is the art of allocating limited resources and compromising to find solutions. How will you manage a staff recommendation to close the school in either Ward 1 or 2, which staff states will enable the board to provide a better quality of education across the system? Been there, done that. Yes, we did have a recommendation during the last pupil accommodation review, and they did recommend that we close one of our schools, but we were able to ask them to bring back a different report. Again, it was community voice, it was parents' voice, and it was understanding the needs in our community. And we had asked staff to please take that away and come back with another solution. And we've even added the solution to a solution or two to help them. And we resolved the whole problem. The school board's relationship with Hamilton City Council has had its ups and downs. How do you plan to work with City Council during the next four years? I want to be able to help educate them on two areas. One, how we actually operate, because it's not quite the same as City Hall. And I don't think a lot of the councillors understand the, the structure of the school board and how important it is. And the second... The biggest one for me is that the sit. I don't think the city understands the planning that they do affects the schools in different neighborhoods. And as long as they keep shifting homes, shifting large sections of where families are, creating areas that are not family friendly, we can't sustain schools in those areas. And we found that over the last little while. So it would be getting them to understand that while they're, they're working on bettering this whole city for making it family-friendly, they really have to be aware of how it will affect a school in a neighborhood. Thank you. That's the end of the prepared questions you were sent in advance. Do you have any closing remarks that you wish to share? 
I'm mostly concerned about with these un- uncertain times right now with this new government. I really feel we need to maintain everything that we've built up in the past four years, hang on to it the best we can while we're trying to keep moving forward so that in four years, we still have a good solid base to work from. Thank you. I want to thank the Hamilton Public Library for the use of the sound studio at the Central Library where we recorded this podcast. This has been episode 73 of the Public Records, the 155 podcast. The Public Record is Hamilton's local, independent, reader-funded news outlet. This podcast is made possible by members of the Public Records Press Club. Visit thepublicrecord.ca to learn more and listen to all episodes of the 155 podcast. Sign up for our newsletter and stay informed. The Public Record is a member of the National News Media Council, a voluntary self-regulatory organization that deals with journalistic practices and ethical behavior. To learn more about the Media Council, visit the Media Council at mediacouncil.ca. Thank you for listening. See you at the polls on October 22nd.